In just a moment, Pastor Sandy will be reading the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Familiar words, that story that we have heard before, yet rings true to us as we hear it every year. Here in the church, we have been studying the gospel of Luke, and Luke was a writer who was a physician, a detailed person, and and captured um, the story from the perspective of Mary and others. It has been for us a fascinating uh, study and look at the gospel. I invite you to sit back, listen to the Christmas story as read by Pastor Sandy. From the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. 
This is the word of the Lord. Loving God, it's Christmas Eve. A wonderful time to gather, to remember the baby born in a manger, who would grow up to bring love and salvation to us all. Be with us this evening as we think about Christmas, family, worship, that we might be sensitive to your Holy Spirit, that we might be open to whatever you have for us this evening. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Jill Roberts was a woman who successfully raised two beautiful young girls. They were now women, professionals, college-educated, and mothers. But Jill reflected on years past and tried to remember the best Christmas ever. I think sometimes when we gather like this in church for worship on a Christmas Eve, we might do the same thing. Enjoying tonight for the Sears family, the best Christmas ever might be this one with all of the family gathered. But Jill remembered years back when her two daughters were 10-year-old twins. She had gone through a divorce that year. Her job was marginal, to say the least. Uh, The house was in need of repairs. The car wasn't running well. Uh, Money was tight. And it was just a few days before Christmas that she discovered through notification of her boss uh, that they were downsizing and her job was terminated. As we think about the plight of a woman like this, this is what she shared. For a single mother with two 10-year-old girls who who see the ads in the paper. They see what comes in the mail about all the the special Christmas toys and, and, and items. She was a mother who was facing the fact that there wasn't even enough money for groceries. She went to the school and she met with the vice principal and and talked and shared a little bit about how she needed help. And the vice principal arranged for her to uh, be on the lunch program, and the girls would get free lunch. They would stop by the office, and they were given lunch tickets that looked just like everybody else's lunch tickets. And so the girls did receive their lunch. Well, on the same day that she received the news that she lost her job, the vice principal showed up at her house with a box. And knowing Jill to be a proud woman and knowing how difficult it was for her to even ask for help, the vice principal said, just take this box. All the kids on the lunch program get these boxes. Just take it and, and, and I know it would be helpful. The box contained two bright pink boxes with brand new Barbies and food for a Christmas meal, a canned ham and all the other accessories. Jill had been going about the house looking for things to make Christmas gifts. 
Uh, she was good at crafts. She made some games. She cut out some things. And, and now she had these two Barbies. The girls came home uh, the, after being outside and saw this box. Mom, where did this box come from? Look, at there's all these wonderful things, foods and dessert, and, or, or, or the ham and desserts and so on. And one of the girls noticed that all the food was packaged just so professionally. She said, Mom, where did this food come from? And Jill was honest. She said, well, you know, things are kind of tight for us right now. And actually, the school sent this. And the girls looked at each other and said, Mom, there must have been a mistake. This food must be for somebody needy. And they said, Mom, is there a name? Is there instructions? And Mom said, no, this is for us. The girl said, no, Mom. Let's think about somebody who could really use the help. And the girls sat down and they thought about Miss Juanita, who lived down the street. Miss Juanita was an elderly woman who lived in a dilapidated house, her only source of heat was from a wood-burning stove, and she herself had been sick. The girls, with great delight, pulled out their little red wagon. They put on their coats and their scarves and their ear muffins as it was so cold outside, and they loaded up all the food into their wagon and took the wagon down the street to Miss Juanita's house. What Jill, in telling this story, said, at that moment as the girls were walking down, the sun came through the clouds and glistened on the ice and the snow on the ground. And she thought, what a wonderful thing this is, that the girls with smiles on their face are so happy about helping someone else. And coupled with the wonderful thank you note that Miss Juanita sent, the note and the smiles and the generosity of the girls made that the best Christmas that Jill Roberts ever experienced. Pastor Sandy shared with you that our offering tonight is being given away. Uh, we've invited church members too through, the, through uh, returning envelopes and bringing money to the office Everything collected tonight at this service and the previous service and whatever has come in from the, me- the members of the church, we are giving away. And in this season, like in the story told by Jill about her family, there are blessings in giving. And in thinking about Juanita, there are blessings in receiving. As Sandy shared with you, through that one fund called UMCOR, United Methodist Committee on Relief, they are one of the few agencies where you are guaranteed that every penny given gets to the source. In this particular year where we in this country have experienced so many natural disasters, people throughout the year have said, Pastor, what can we do? And we've responded Uh, through UMCOR, as we're doing tonight. And it seemed fitting to me that anticipating that we would be helping disaster relief as it came up. Did you read in the paper, as Sandy prayed about, the tsunami 
that hit in Indonesia. The number of people who were killed and, and had property completely lost by this tidal wave. There is a joy that comes from giving. As the people who receive experience. For there are days when we are the giver. And there are days when we are the recipient. Isn't this time of year a wonderful time to remind, be reminded about acts of love and acts of service and things that we can do for others? There is a retirement community in the area called Royal Oaks. Many of our members lived there. There's one group of women there. They call themselves the bag ladies. And they make these little bags with... Uh, granola bars and water and uh, different kinds of food and devotional materials and 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 they have people hand these out. Well, I had one of those in the car as they shared uh, some with me, and I I came to um, an off ramp where I was at the stop sign or stop light, and there was a a person with a sign. And I thought, I can help this person. I motioned for him to come over. I grabbed the bag and I handed it out the window. And his words said, thank you. But his eyes, in making contact with my eyes, his eyes spoke volumes about his gratitude in that moment. And he took the bag and walked off a few steps. And I happened to look in my rearview mirror at the vehicle behind me. And the people in that vehicle were watching. The man had, no, had not taken uh, maybe 10 steps before they started honking their horn. And they motioned for him to come back. And he came back. And they gave him some money. And, and I, I think about this time of year where acts of love and generosity help both the giver and the receiver. If we think about our our scripture lesson for today that Pastor Sandy read, we see Mary and Joseph. It's an 80-mile trek from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It's, it's, It's a long way to go for anyone on foot or if you have a donkey, let alone being pregnant. And as I shared with you, Luke captures from the perspective of Mary what, uh, what that story was about. And they got to the inn and they were told that there was no room. If we were to be like Jill Roberts and think about the best Christmas ever, Well, the best Christmas ever was the first Christmas when Jesus was born. I have to tell you, my heart delighted when I saw that there was a little baby in the front row. And and, um, a little baby in this congregation (laughs) means a lot. And yes... Mary was pregnant and that she was told that there was no room. Mary and Joseph were on the end where they could have used 
help uh, on the recipient end of things. That's music to our ears in this church. You know, that's music to our ears. But I want to share with you this. As you think about Mary and Joseph and how they weren't helped, in that story, uh, the, the birth of Jesus, a baby born in a manger, in, in, a, in a stable, and, and laid, uh, had a manger for a bed. Um, think about this as I share this story with you. As recorded by Alice Gray, a story about Wally that I've seen in a couple places, and I want to share about Wally tonight. Think about Mary and Joseph and their experiences as I tell you about Wally. Wally was a little boy. Age-wise, he should have been in the fourth grade. But as, um, as the writer de- uh, describes, uh, he was slow of movement and slow of mind and was in the second grade. Wally was liked by the other kids. He was big, of course, being older than the other kids. He was liked and included in most things except when it came to sports. When they chose teams, he was always left out. He was always the one who never sulked or complained. He stood on the sidelines and rooted for the others, but he was left out because he was slow and big and a big, a bit clumsy and awkward. In our story, it came time for Wally, being a part of a church um, a ministry for children called the, uh, the Kids Camp. It was time for their annual Christmas pageant. And his teacher, Miss Lombard, had to figure out what to do with Wally. Because all the kids had speaking parts. But the, spar- the part that had the fewest words to, to speak was the part of the innkeeper. And Miss Lombard thought, Wally being bigger than the other kids, he'd make a good innkeeper because he's bigger. And he would be imposing when he said to Joseph, no, there's no room in the inn. So she gave him that role. Now, you have to keep in mind that in this little town where the story takes place, the annual church Christmas play is a big deal that the kids were a part of. Many of you perhaps have been a part of churches that had annual Christmas plays. I know that's true for me. But, but uh, <clears throat> Wally was given this role. And sure enough, on that night, the place was packed, as Christmas Eve services usually are. The mayor would show up, different dignitaries from around town, because this was a community event that people came to. So with the, the beautiful backdrop uh, created by the dads and the lightings and the costumes created by the moms, there was this pageant. And in the story, here come Mary and Joseph to the inn. Wally steps out and takes his place. And Joseph very clearly articulates his need for a room. And Wally says, there is no room in the inn. And then Joseph goes on to explain, we've been traveling and we're tired and we need a place. 
And Wally continues, there is no room in the inn. And then true to what they had rehearsed, Joseph and Mary asked one last time. And Joseph said this, Mary is heavy with child. We have been traveling. She needs to rest. She needs a place to to lie down. Uh, Could you find room? And the line was to have been, there is no room, be gone. But there was a pause. There was a silence. And you could hear a teacher in the back room, the prompter, there is no room, be gone. Instead, Wally said nothing. And Mary and Joseph, what happens here is he puts his arm around her. She leans her head against him. And the two of them begin to walk away. Wally was supposed to walk back into the inn and shut the door. Instead, Wally stood there. Mary and Joseph began to walk away. And he said, Joseph, stop. Bring Mary back. You can have my room. (laughs) What if the story were rewritten that way? What if people were receptive to Mary and Joseph? What if people were receptive to the Christ child who grew up to bring love and mercy and salvation and peace and joy to the world? What if the responses of everyone was just a little bit different, maybe a little like Wally's? Rick Warren wrote in a Christmas devotional piece that there are more people looking for God, looking for spirituality than what people let on. And when many people say, oh, we don't do church anymore, Rick Warren says this. Have you looked at the magazine racks in the stores? Have you seen that, that um, uh, Time, Life, Newsweek, U.S. News and World Report have all done special feature magazines on spiritual things? There was one on life after death. Another on does heaven exist? Another on Jesus, just who exactly is he? And another on who really wrote the Bible. And what Warren says is this. There's an interest in those things. Otherwise, those magazines wouldn't be spending big money to produce those magazines. People are buying them because people are looking for God. Warren says the basic question that, I, that he believes anyway that's in the heart of many people is, do I matter? Do I count? Is there a God? And if so, does God know about me? Our Christmas story from the baby through the cross. Pastor Stephen, the first service, drew this picture as part of his art sermon, making the connection from the birth to the cross. And the cross 
giving us the significance of Christmas. So the question is this, do I matter to God? And the answer is this, God loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The question, does God love us, is answered in the birth of a baby. And the understanding of receiving that gift is up to us. In the season of giving and receiving, in the season of love, let us be open to what God has for us this Christmas. And let us say yes to the God of love. Let us receive whatever gift God has for us because we matter. God cares enough to give his son. Born as a baby, died on a cross, rose again to have victory over all those things that get in the way of our relationship with God. That is a story of peace in the world and joy for all people. Let us pray. Help us this, Lord, to think about our best Christmases, to think about this Christmas, and to know that because of your love on that very first Christmas, humanity received from you the answer to the question, am I love? Do you care about me? Let us on this day, in this season of gifts, and in this season of receiving, Let us receive the knowledge that we are yours and that we matter no matter what. In Jesus' name, amen. Those of you who...